Hey everyone, you're listening to Tech Time, a daily podcast dedicated to giving you what you need to know in the world of tech in three minutes or less. Now let's dive into today's episode. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope everyone's having a fantastic start to their week. I know I am. And as you probably get to know me more and more every day, is a fantastic day for Joe Tosti. <laughs> I'm a pretty optimistic person, if you haven't figured that out already. So every day is a great day. And uh, we're going through this very short journey with Swipe to Unlock, Primer on Technology and Business Strategy. And today we're jumping into Chapter 3, which is App Economics. And the big theme in the book, uh, or at least in today's chapter, is going to be monetization strategy. So I think pay attention. I mean, I think it's pretty applicable to uh, whatever whatever industry or job title or whatever you want to call yourself, whether you're working in a big Fortune 500 company or you're an entrepreneur startup, uh, figuring out the actual economics and distribution of your app is super important. And uh, so we're going to jump into this a little bit today. So the authors, the authors, uh, you, you know, they kind of go through the basics, right? You've got the freemium model and uh, w- what you can do. And then, you know, they kind of list uh, really three ways in which you can, your app can basically work in the marketplace, right? And so you've got one, you can deliver ads. Two, you can charge users, uh, whether that's a service fee or a subscription or whatever it is, right? And the kind of third one is that referral or, affiliate fees, uh, depending on your app and things like that. So, uh, something that was, that was interesting was they said one study had found that 94% of all iOS apps are free to download, which just kind of gives you, uh, a perspective of, of how powerful it is to have, uh, an app that starts out as free. And then it's just kind of that gateway entrance into, uh, into, you know, whatever the, the company's world, right? And then they're going to charge you for whatever content that you're going to consume. So 94% of all iOS apps are free to download, something to keep in mind. And one of the, one of the examples that they use, and they use a couple of these, Airbnb, um, these like Pokemon Go on the, on the freemium side. One that I thought was was interesting, and they didn't talk about. Uh, so I always love calling out calling out the authors. Uh, it was Robinhood, and I really like Robinhood uh, from a UX and UI side of the house. I think it's uh, also from from a uh, kind of almost a gaming perspective too, uh, and how you could. I think it's just a really stellar case study on how you can design a beautiful app aesthetically and how you can really on a usability level make it just so easy to use and they incorporate a lot of really great psychology as far as growing the app and whether it's uh you know uh giving the free stock away they make it so like it's a fun kind of slot machine game which as far as actual investing goes, you might not want to actually do that with your investments because I don't know if you want to gamble your retirement 
account and you can't do retirement accounts in there, but your brokerage account <laughs> uh, turned into a slot machine. So I don't know if you want that, but as far as the actual app and the app economics uh, are concerned, the authors list two main ways that Robinhood makes money. Now they didn't list a third way and they're pretty smart people. So I'm guessing they didn't list the third way because <laughs> no other app can do it. But it is a third way that Robinhood makes money. So the first two ways are, you know, Robinhood Gold, right? This is their subscription model. Uh, you, you can see this with a number of, of companies, whether it's that kind of VIP tier or whatever you want to call it, right? So Robinhood Gold, that's their whatever, $5 a month. A subscription model that gives you access to additional content, right? So that's kind of one way that you can do it. Uh, that would be pretty common, uh, and as far as charging users, right? And so you in in, in outside of Robinhood, you you would see like a service fee, right? So an example would be uh, like an Airbnb, right? You book an Airbnb, there's a service fee, there's a cleaning fee, and so uh, the service fee is how. Airbnb makes a uh, boatload of money when people are actually out there uh, renting Airbnbs. So the second, going back to Robinhood, the second piece on the monetization strategy side is the unused money sitting in the user's accounts. And the author said that this is pretty clever um, that they could make money off of unused money. I actually don't think that's clever at all. I think that's just uh, standard. This is exactly what banks do, right? Um, they earn money on the reserves they have, right? And so they say this is pretty clever. I don't know how clever it is, but uh, another really great example of a company that does this is Starbucks, right? You think about Starbucks, you have a Starbucks gold card, and they're earning <laughs> they're earning interest and money off of your your balance. Uh, that you have in your gold card account. Same thing. You may well, hey, Joe, I don't have a gold card account. Well, uh, that's great. Maybe you bought someone a Starbucks gift card for their birthday or Christmas, and they didn't use the $25 for six months. Guess what? Starbucks just cashed in on the interest on the $25 for six months. And uh, you can actually see it when, you, you know, since Starbucks is actually traded, you can go and actually see on their balance sheet where that is listed because uh, they have to, uh, to fully disclose that. So that's a little bit of, of the monetization strategy that you see with Robinhood. Uh, the piece they don't mention, and this is actually becoming a huge line item for Robinhood, and this is, this is uh, and I know why they didn't mention it, right? It's not really, uh, no other app is doing this, right? But this is actually the third way Robinhood makes money. And the third way they make money is by selling the order flow. Right. And so, okay, what is the order flow? Well, the order flow is basically you have these companies, they're called market makers. You could think of them like uh, Citadel Securities is one. And they pay these brokers like Robinhood for the right to execute the customer's trades. So basically all Robinhood does is when you've got this much volume that you're trading on, and basically they just throw all of the orders together and they have the market makers pay Robinhood a fee, and then they allow them to execute uh, the order. So that this is actually Robinhood, it's getting so crazy. Robinhood actually is bringing in, uh, I think a couple hundred million just on the order flow alone, plus Robinhood gold, plus any interest 
on the unused money, although interest rates right now uh, being so low in the United States, <laughs> if, if not negative, <laughs> uh, is, is, is probably they're not earning too much money. But, you know, that's that's a piece of their monetization strategy. So I went into Robinhood. I, I definitely like the finance side, as uh, you're probably figuring this out. But to just to go into a few other apps and just how their monetization strategy works, you can think about Facebook, the ads that they're currently running, right? Uh, and there's a number of different ways uh, Facebook is trying to get ads in front of you and deliver those to you. So that's probably... You know, nothing new. I mean, obviously, you go to a website and there's sponsored content, just another form of how you can get ads in front of users to make the monetization strategy work uh, for for your app. And then obviously, the last one is kind of like referral and affiliate fees. That one's kind of more, a little bit less common on the on the app side. And then obviously going back to the freemium model where, uh, you know, Pokemon Go free to play, but you use money to buy whatever, I don't know, Pokeballs or coins. And you can you can use those for like in-game stuff. Uh, my wife, you know, she, she plays like the My Little Pony game and the My Little Pony game with our daughter and uh, or used to, I don't know, I'm not into the whole uh, my little pony gaming world, but I always, I always know that my wife would tell me that, you know, you, you, you can buy, uh, stuff for the ponies. And I was like, Oh, this is great. Uh, so my credit card is getting charged and the ponies are, <laughs> and, uh, this is, you know, I'm just laughing over this game. So those are just some of the ways on the app economic side. And just as far as the monetization strategy, this is nothing new. Uh, everyone I'm speaking to in this audience is is probably fully aware of of the economics of this. But if you're, you know, you're inside, I think the big takeaway that I really think about is because uh, I talk to a lot of CIOs and VPs of engineering and CTOs and and whatever it is, uh, nothing is is free, right? And so, and what do I mean by nothing is free? Well, anytime. For example, if someone is like, oh well, uh, we need an app for that, right? Most of the time, if there isn't a path to how this thing is going to pay for itself, the, the project or the app or whatever is going to die, right? And so typically, you would make a business case for why you would even need the app in the first place. And, uh, and, and that's, I think, very important to distinguish. And then after you can make the business case for the app, I think actually having a, a, a monetization strategy around uh, that app is is super powerful or maybe you're just one of those companies that has so much money you don't care about the monetization strategy and uh, this is all for not nonsense but <laughs> hopefully hopefully you're thinking about the monetization strategy and uh, hopefully this was helpful hopefully there was you know uh, a little bit of golden golden nuggets in there but like I said I think this is pretty uh, pretty plain and butter uh, on the app economic side, I think we all constantly see the service fees or the ads or the referral fees or the freemium model, whatever it is. And so anyways, tomorrow we're going to jump into uh, chapter four, the internet. 
and uh, should be should be that one actually should be pretty short. I'm not too pumped on the internet as I am on the app economic side and how companies make money. But nonetheless, we're going to keep going through Swipe to Unlock, and tomorrow will be Chapter 4. Have a fantastic Tuesday, everyone. You've been listening to Tech Time. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, I'd love for you to open up the Apple Podcast app and leave a quick rating. Just tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. Also, if you're looking for more content, please visit techtablespodcast.com for the latest Q&A interviews with industry leaders from across the globe. And to learn more about our sponsor, please visit nagaro.com. That's N-A-G-A-R-R-O.com. Nagaro helps clients transform, adapt, and build new ways into the future through an entrepreneurial, agile, and caring mindset. We excel at digital product engineering and deliver on the promise of thinking breakthroughs. And of course, you can find me, Joe Tosti, your podcast host on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening.